to Inner Bloom, a podcast about how to live a happier, healthier, more harmonious life as you learn how to work with the universe, reconnect with your intuition, and bloom from within. I'm Alexa, a writer, producer, and EFT practitioner with a passion for all things metaphysical. And with me is my friend and co-host, Ambie. I'm Ambie, a physical therapy assistant, mom of three, an intuitive medium who has been communicating with the spirit world since the age of five. Some might call it woo-woo, but from our perspective, anything is possible, and we intend to normalize the abnormal by sharing our own life experiences as well as intuitive insights, channeled material, wisdom from special guests, and any other resources we believe will help our souls expand and thrive. you bloomers my name is ambrosia matthews nice to meet you and with me is alexa hauser nice to meet you nice i guess we have you. some new listeners today well we do well we definitely Gamby says we do we do we do i like that well thinking about it we actually i mean here's the cool thing about podcasts oh i'm alexa by the way nice to meet you new <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're Here's the cool thing about podcasts, though. Like, I feel like we've recognized this before, but it just kind of hit me again. It's like the podcast just keeps living on. Like, it's not like these go, it's not like Snapchat or Instagram stories where this like goes out and then it's gone. It's like even every day and every month and every year that goes on, even if we stopped doing this podcast, people could still find this and we'd still have new listeners. Isn't that weird? Yeah, they're still on there forever. Yeah. It's like a, uh, what is it? Porn. It's on there forever. A it's on porn? The- well, you know how like people, no, it's too much. No, you like, tell me. Oh, like once you do like, it, like it's out yeah, there. Like once you do it, it's out there. Once you do that on the internet, it's forever well, that's there. that's kind of just like our normal life now because it's like once you do that's whatever true. you do on the internet, it's out there. It's so. out there forever. Forever. Which can be a terrifying thought if you go down the rabbit hole, but it could also just be like – then you think like, well, there literally everything's out there forever. So there's like so much content that it's like you either I don't know. You can either be fearful of it or realize just like I don't know. I, I actually don't know a way to soothe myself. <laughs> the, alter- <laughs> the alternative of that, yeah. But like it is what it is. It's but, good. I mean, well, maybe it's just maybe good. it's a metaphor for all of. Maybe it's symbolic of us as a society and a collective learning to be okay with who we are and accept mm-hmm. who we are all of all of us even our flaws even the things we said wrong even yep. the ways we react like like to really you know what it is it's like a giant oh, like mirror it. yeah it is a giant mirror because going back to our god gary v no i'm just joking our god <laughs> so our new listeners are like what <laughs> Whoa, what kind of podcast is this? Because as you know, we worship Gary Gary V. (laughs) Not Satan, not the normal God, Gary V. (laughs) And we have like, and then they're like, wait, I thought this was a spiritual podcast. And then they like Google us and we have like, it's like instead of the cross, it's like Gary V's (laughs) head or something like that. I hope to God he listens. Oh my God, that would be so awesome. Anyway. I don't know what I was going to say now. Oh, yeah. Social media. Yeah. Social media. So what he says is social media doesn't change people. It just magnifies who you are. Yeah. And I love that. Does he say social media doesn't or like fame doesn't? Nope. Social media. 
Interesting. I mean, yeah, it's kind of the same thing because I think in that respect, it's like social media doesn't – it's like when you get 50,000 followers – let's say you go viral on social media. That doesn't change anything about you. It just actually like gives you more attention, which allows you to um, – show more of who you are. Again, I keep getting that uh, image of like whatever's in your cup is going to spill out. So what's in your cup type of thing. So like if you're a douche, <laughs> sorry. And you're going to be a douche in front of people. You're going to be a bigger douche. Yeah. But like even, even if you have no followers, right? His point is that people are like, oh, I can't do this because of social media. Uh, and it's like, no, you, you can. You just don't want to. Like it's not social media. So social media right. is amplifying okay. who you are. Yes, that's true. Yeah, like people blame social media for things, but social media okay. is just a vehicle. It's just a vehicle. It's just another vehicle. Just I, another vehicle to be a douche. Yeah, just another vehicle to be a douche. But, but yeah, but I I really do think like the way that everything is becoming, it's it's just like everything is out there and people are putting their lives online. It's creating a way for us to really see who we are because, yeah, someone can pull a tweet up or someone can pull a picture up or someone can pull any – but that doesn't – I don't say that to scare people and I know it can be scary, but it's kind of like that uh, – it's that saying, it's like uh, – fuck, I forget exactly how it goes, but basically what it's saying is act how you would act if people were watching all the time. Like yeah. be that person yeah. all the time, not just like when you're at in front of people, like actually be that person even in private because that's the person you want to be, right? And yeah. so it's like knowing that there's cameras on us and there's there's things on us like literally 24-7. It's like so keep that in your mind and be the person. Don't You don't have to act like you're being survey, surveilled or whatever, but just remember like who you want to be, who you want to show up as and think it's teaching us all that. So it's good advice. Yeah. And our kids are going to grow up that way. Isn't that crazy to think about? Yeah, like dude, like their people <laughs> are going – so have you ever gone somewhere – well, I don't I don't know. Okay. Have you ever gone somewhere to like a f- in my life, I go to like family functions, right? And people will come up to me all the time that I don't know. And they'll be like, "Oh my god, are you Alexa?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And they're like, "You don't remember me, but when I when you were like 1 years old, like I held you or like I I met you one time. I can't believe how much you've grown." Type of thing. And I always think that's funny cuz I'm just like, "Yeah, I have no idea who you are, but cool. Like nice to meet you." And now social media makes it like that with there – are, there are people that Bryn will never know that are seeing her grow up from the time she yeah. was born yeah. to now and they feel like they know her. Isn't that I've weird? Been, yeah, it is. I've been on the other end of it where I've seen like people that I know on social media in real life and I'm like – oh my God, there's like that yeah. person's kid. They're so big now, but I don't say hi because it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> just keep it moving because I, yeah. I don't really know you like that. I yeah. did one time. It was awkward. Yeah. <laughs> Learned real fast. Okay, so this isn't – we don't do this in public. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah, I think if it's their kid, that's like a little – that's like one – No, word. it was just like a regular person. Oh. It was okay. like I knew her through – I don't know. It's a long story. But anyway, it doesn't matter. I was like, how do I know you? And we figured out that we have mutual friends on Facebook and that's how I knew her. It was kind of weird. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like it's becoming less weird. I mean, I actually was walking somewhere the other day and I literally witnessed that happen. Someone came up behind someone else and was like, 
something, something. And the other person was like, yeah, and they had already kind of been walking in the same like a uh, sphere and probably because uh, they were being stalked no I'm just joking yeah just maybe kidding. that's what was really happening the one girl goes I feel like I know you and she's like yeah from social media and they go yeah oh my god and they like jump up and down and like hug and I just like thought it was really I was like wow you're just like walking down the street or maybe you're not walking down the street maybe, <laughs> maybe. one of them was walking down the street and another was following I don't you know, know what's funny is that I did okay this is real embarrassing do I want to share this with everybody yeah why not I had a minute. <laughs> yeah, here, do I want to do this? Yeah, why not? Let's yeah, do it. Why not? Whatever. Um, I had a minute where I was, I was stalking this kid. Yeah. And it got out of what hand. What does stalking mean to what? you? Like drive-bys at his house? Yeah. Everyone did that before well, social media. Like also like may have saw him driving down the street, may have followed him into a store and then happened <laughs> So like, <laughs> or do you do you are you like hiding? Does he like know who you are, or you're just like he knew who I was. He knew who I was. Oh, okay. okay. So are you like hiding behind aisle like boxes of cereal, or no? So what happened was, and my friend in the car was like, "This is out of hand now." So <laughs> this is too much. This is the last time I did it. So and actually, that's why I got hooked on Starbucks because he worked there. <laughs> That's why you, you there's no you definitely I literally otherwise. didn't even like Starbucks at that point. I just He's the reason. Damn time. the man. Damn the man. Anyway, so I I pull into the grocery store that he pulls into and I'm waiting and I see him starting to check out. So I jump out and I was gonna walk act like I was walking in, like he was walking out and be like, Oh hey, blah oh blah God, blah blah, yeah. right? So I do it. And I'm like, oh, my God, hey. And he's like, hey. And then his ex-girlfriend came over and was like, oh, hey, so-and-so. And he's like, oh, my God, hey. And I didn't exist anymore. And I was oh my like, God. fucking yeah, animal. Yeah, like, <laughs> Whole fucking foiled, thing. Plan yeah, foiled. Plan foiled. Well, I got to go into the damn grocery store now because I'm already here. Yeah. <laughs> I can't just turn around and walk out. That's awkward. Yeah, Totally. Well, you, you just reminded me of – if this makes you feel better, you just reminded me of a story of when I lived in L.A. And actually, this is also about the power of intention and manifestation when you really want something. Mm. So – but this is also really embarrassing. So there I was thought- a reality star, a group of reality stars that had their own show. And this group of reality – I'm not going to say there – so this group, I was working in entertainment news at the time. So there was always celebrities and stuff coming into my office and we were doing interviews with them and getting to know them and whatever. So there was this group of reality stars and they were fairly new. They were on MTV and really liked them, really genuine, really down to earth. They were boys, cute boys. And um, we hung out with them a couple of times. We like – and every time we did, we – the girls who worked at the uh, entertainment news website – with me, we all kind of vibed with like one of them because there was four of them and there was like four of us. So, or we thought we did. We thought we vibed with them. Uh, anyway, cut to, we're going to Coachella. This is the only time I've ever been to Coachella. It was a terrible experience in 2010. However, I went to Coachella and um, and we they had told us they were going to be there. And so me and my friend were like, oh, we're going to find them. Like, we're totally going to find them. And the whole time, like, anytime we had, like, a moment, we'd be like, okay, wait, where are they? Like, we can find them. We can figure it out. Well, guess what? Like, in the we had no we had no way of knowing where they are. The technology wasn't even like it was now. It wasn't like they were, like, tweeting out where they were or something like that. We just kind of kept, like, looking around. And then uh, one night we saw – 
one of their girlfriends, who was another very a very famous reality star, one of their girlfriends walking around. And we were like, oh my God, she must be with them. <sighs> so, <laughs> um, so basically we follow the girl. This is terrible. We like follow the girlfriend and she's moving fast and like we follow her and then she disappears in a crowd and now it's like really dark and somehow through the crowd we then see her again and now she's with one of the guys. So we're like, oh my God, there they are. And then we're also like, so they must be with the rest of them. And so we start tearing through the crowd. I mean like like a like a hunt. Like it was like that a fire – I remember the feeling. It was like, oh, my God, like so <laughs> amped up. Like we got to find them. We got to find them. And we're tearing through. And they're moving the, through the crowd at the same time. So it's like we're losing them, but then we're seeing them again from afar. And it's like we're just like moving, moving, moving. And all of a sudden we get to this spot and then I go, shit, like we lost them. Like we really lost them. And we're looking around. We cannot find them anywhere. And I remember the burning passion in my like I, – I wanted to – get to them so bad. But I don't even know what I thought it was going to do when I got to them. Like, what yeah. was I going to do? Yeah, like, what's your game plan? Yeah, yeah. But I wasn't thinking. I was just like acting on like adrenaline. I don't know. And also I'm like, we lost them. We lost them. And finally I decide I'm like, oh, and I turn and I like move full force in the opposite direction. And all of a sudden, bam, I bump into them physically oh my hard gosh. AF. Like hard to the point they go, whoa, like that. And I'm like – and I look back on this and I'm like, that's the universe going, oh, you want it? You got it. Like that was the yeah. intensity of my desire. I magnetized them to me. And um, and they go, whoa. And I immediately said the person the, – the guy's name. And like it's dark. He's met me two times and also I did not look in the best of states because I was at a music festival and this was not one of my – this is a bad year for me. This in is many ways, it Just trust me, it was not good. And if pictures ever come from that time, oh God, just everyone please forgive me because they're probably out there. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, he just like looked and I said his name like – because of course I know and he he's like, Yeah. And she was like, the fuck is this? And I was like, hi. And it was like the most awkward thing in the world. Like so awkward I wanted to die. And then um, and then yeah, he quickly, they quickly went away. <laughs> but I but I just remember I just always think of that because I'm like, what the hell was I doing? I was like hunting them. Like, what was I thinking was going to happen? I don't know. But it's weird when you Wow, how did this launch into like stalking? I don't know, I don't know. but because I, I stalked somebody when I was in high school. So. Where did that come from? Oh, knowing people online and thinking mm-hmm. you know them, but yeah, but now it's well, I don't know if things are different in that respect. I'm sure people still get really obsessed with finding people and wanting to meet people in real life, but um, but yeah, the point is we've all done it. We've all stalked somebody. We've all it's stalked. and those stalking experiences teach us how to act normally. <laughs> That, or not that so is not how you act. Yeah. Yes. I had a girlfriend. This is a really funny story. And I promise we'll get back to the yeah. topic. I had a girlfriend that legitimately stalked this guy. And I was like, you need to stop. Yeah. Like, <laughs> too much. Yeah. Okay? Calm down. And we would go to Burger King every day after school because he worked there. And so she wanted to see him. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. And so stalking him stalk- every day for like a year, like a solid year. I think he gave her her his phone number one time and she like 
literally he had to change his phone number because she called him so many times. It was ridiculous. Oh my God. (laughs) So cut to, that was my freshman year cut to, no, that was like eighth grade, uh, sophomore year in high school. I'm at my very best friend's, um, sweet 16 party. We're all outside because she was having, she was having a type of quinceanera. However, she is not Hispanic, but she wanted that, right? She wanted like the ball gown and all that. That's why I'm laughing, right? So, okay, cool. Like whatever. She's, she's Filipino, white and black. So like nowhere in there, but anyway, so she's having um, her quinceanera and I'm not even kidding, but it was 16, not 15. And I'm going to walk down, like walking down the aisle with a guy. And I look over and it's this guy that my friend was stalking like three years ago. And I was like, who the fuck? I was like, Joe, why? And he's like, Ambi. And I'm like, why are you here? And he's like, Latoya is my sister. And I was like, what? Who's Latoya? Latoya was the girl that her birthday party. The girl that was stalking him. No, 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 no. That was my friend's birthday. Like her sweet 16. Oh, it was another girl. Yes. Oh. Completely different girl. That was her brother. Okay. And I had never met her brother before because he was older and he ended up wow. moving to Texas. So he came back from Texas to San Diego to go to her his sister's birthday party. And then this dick, of course, Latoya's like, how do you know my brother Joe? And Joe was like, oh, she used to stalk me. And I was like, you? Oh, no. <laughs> I didn't stop, stop Joe. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't the stalker. I was the accomplice. The accomplice. Exactly. Yes, that is a big difference. I tried to get her to stop. I really did. I did. I tried to help you out. Yeah. Yeah. So then I ended up like calling my friend, and I was like, "You will never believe who I just ran into." Yeah. <laughs> and then she wanted to know where he was, and I was yeah, like, "No, no, this, we can't do witness protection again. program." Yeah, he had to move out of state. I can't. Oh my god. It was a good See, time. That's, that's crazy. That that is like the I feel like we were like joking about stalking, but like honestly, I remember hearing that um Anna Kendrick, you know, my doppelganger guys. Um Anna Kendrick um has had like two legit stalkers that has like prevented her from like doing a lot of things. Like when you have a legit stalker, I mean, yeah. legit. It's it, intense. It really is intense. I imagine. Yeah, because you never know when they're going to – it's scary, I'm sure, and, you know. But isn't it interesting that people just become infatuated with, like, other people in that way? Like, they just want to be around them. They want to be – I don't know what it is. You want to be around them. You want to be in their energy. I guess it's kind of like energy vampires, is it? But, like, I feel like you build them up in your mind to be something that they're not. Right, of course. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a fantasy. Yeah, you're putting them on a pedestal for sure. Yeah, it's a fantasy. and I think there's a difference, obviously, between like Facebook stalking someone and because I think we've all done that. We've all Facebook stalked. Well, well stalked, now we like, just say that like Facebook stalking, it's not, doesn't really mean stuff. It's just like you're, no, you know what Facebook stalking is? I it's, don't know, man. Sometimes I go deep on that stuff. I go deep too, but you're just trying to understand who they are. You're getting a feel for it. And it's, yeah. it's out there. It's not like you're prying into something that's not, you don't have access to. They, they yeah. put it out there. Yeah. But you know what? <laughs> So my husband was like, I don't know, this is a long, long time ago, but he was asking me one day, he's like, what are you doing? You've been on Facebook for like, I don't know, it was a while, right? And I was like, oh, I'm looking at so-and-so's cousin's niece's 
aunt. And he's yeah. like, what the hell? And I was like, I don't know how this happened, yeah. but I'm looking at like the family tree. Yeah. We're going into like stepmoms. I don't know what's going on. Help me, save me, get me out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I can't leave by myself. It's, but it's like law of attraction, you know, like it's yeah. like once you start looking at one thing, then you get interested in like, oh, well, wait, who's this person? This person's interesting. And then you go there and they're like, wait, what do they do for a living? And then you look in that and then you're like, wait, Who's this person in this photo? What's going of this on here? Business? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. I know this person. Yeah. It's human curiosity. It That's is. what it is. That's what it is. I have this. This like- is a good segue into our topic, which is being weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Today, uh, so actually, our topic is not stalking. Um, our topic it is. Should it should be. But uh, before we were recording, we were talking about what we wanted to talk about. And something that came up for me this weekend was this idea of really embracing your weirdness um, and loving your weirdness and owning that and being proud of it Um, because your weirdness is what makes you unique. Your weirdness is what gives you all of the unique information and um, and like skills and uh, interests and jokes and all kinds of like things that make you the unique individual that you are. And I feel like there's a stigma in soci- our society and there has been for a long time about being weird. People don't want to be weird. I don't want – I just don't want to be weird. I want to be accepted. It seems like <laughs> if you're weird, then the idea is then you are not accepted, right? You will be shunned by the village. Exactly. Exactly. And and also my – so my my partner's uh, friend is here and we were having a conversation about it. And, and it's one, it's, yeah, you're going to be shunned by the village. Two, I think it's the idea of the unknown. Like weird is unknown. So we don't know how to handle that, right? Mm-hmm. Like we have a program for everything that acts under uh, like societal norms, right? Like everything that is within this box, I have a program for how to handle that because society has taught me how to handle that right? Mm -hmm. I know what to do. When you're outside the box, we're like, huh? How do do I react? What do I say? What do I do? I'm not prepared. And that feels really scary to humans, Um, especially the way that like, you know, we've been taught in school, right? Like in school, the school system was created to uh, create more factory workers, right? So like do as you're told, um, like listen up, don't speak, don't voice, you know, your opinion really. Like just answer the question. Just n- learn how to do these tasks. Get it done. Stay quiet. Whatever. So the school system has really like uh, ingrained in us that we should all be the same. We should all have the same – you know, we should all like get in line and not be individual. We need to conform. Mm-hmm. And so being weird, there's just so much, so much wrapped up in this being weird. And I feel really passionate about – um, encouraging encouraging people to own that weirdness because I think that the more that you can embrace your weirdness, the more you're actually going to be able to help other people, the more that people are actually going to be able to come together as a society. And I was I was sharing with Ambie about how, you know, like a lot of the time I feel like we again going back to weirdness in society, we've been taught it's like, don't talk to anyone weird when you're little, right? Like, don't talk to anyone weird or who looks weird or feels weird or anyone strange. D- 
don't interact with them, right? And so we start to learn that in general, people are, we start to believe in general, people are bad, right? Like people are out to get us. People are out to take stuff from us. People are out to do bad things to us. So we start to close off, not even just to weird people, like in general, I feel like we kind of start to close off because we believe that we're unsafe with others. And so I feel like that actually is a big part of why society has become so isolated, right? Like even why we live the way we do now as opposed to living in villages, like we live in in communities, we all live individually with locks on our doors, you know, Mm -hmm. to keep everyone else out because we quote unquote can't trust people because we don't know what they're doing, right? Like Mm -hmm. that's the idea we've been taught. But really, I think what society is so in need of right now is connection, but also opening up and starting to dis- starting to believe and tell themselves that actually people are good. People want to do good for the most part. People want to help other people for the most part. And that when we can start to change this belief and this narrative, we're going to actually be able to open up. And then we're going to be able to experience the greatest gift of being a human, which is actually giving um, giving to others, you know, like giving new experience to others, giving new ideas to others, like really connecting with others, really taking a moment with others, sharing with others, you know. And, um, and I was, I was talking to my partner's friend about how I I was getting this like image in my head while we were having this conversation about how, because he was saying, yeah, you know, the best feeling in the world is when you, um, he's like the, my favorite feeling is when you, when I get to teach someone something new, like when I tell them something they didn't know before. And I'm like, right. And that's the same as like giving them a new sort of experience or sharing something that you have with them. Right. It's, it's all just new. You're actually opening up and allowing them to have a, a new experience, whether that's through information or action or, you know, whatever you can provide for them. And, uh, and while we were talking about this, I got this like image in my head of like all of us are walking around almost like with these like little geometric colored shapes in our hearts. Like that's how I saw it. It's kind of like these illuminated little like, uh, like, yeah, like triangles and octagons and circles and stuff. And they're all like floating around in our heart space. And all these things in my mind represented our weirdness, right? Like all the unique things we know and are interested in and fascinated about because of our weirdness and how when we close off and we we isolate and we put our walls up, we just keep that inside and that's all we have inside. We just have our own stuff. But when we open up and we start changing this narrative that people are good, people want to help people, um, like trusting in other people instead of this fear of other people, it was like I saw all these little pieces in our heart space kind of transferring to others and going into their heart spaces and then their pieces coming into ours. And it was like just this moment of like, wow, that's why it's so important to be weird. That's why it's so important to embrace being weird because we need what each other has. And if we're ashamed of our weirdness, we're never going to be able to transfer that to others. We're never going to – and then we'll never connect, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know it's it's a like a weird, a weird, weird. <laughs> but um, I'm reminded of like my hair. 
So like my hair, when I don't straighten it or I don't put any product in it, you guys have seen it. I don't know if you have, you can look on Facebook or YouTube or whatever, but it's very big. It's very poofy. Right. And I remember in the sixth grade, kids would like make fun of my hair a lot, a lot because it was so different than everybody else's. Mm -hmm. And then in the seventh grade, I had a friend, which was very nice of her, show me how to flat iron my hair. She was like, let me show you how to do this. And she (laughs) did it. And then I had another friend show me how to do it with a curling iron because I didn't have a flat iron. I just had a curling iron. And so that's when I started to straighten my hair because I just wanted to fit in with everybody else. I just wanted to be like everyone else. And so one of the ways to do that was to flat iron my hair. So that way it wouldn't stand out so much. Yep. Exactly. Yep. And and that's just one example. I mean, I and that's example, yeah. and here's and well the and the funny thing about that example or the interesting thing about that example is like I literally love your hair every time it's down and like I love it now. It's straight right now. But I love I was actually thinking about your hair like for some reason yesterday. <laughs> it's just like wild and like and you know, wavy and like really pretty and natural and you know, I I think that's amazing. You know, like I like literally want that hair. And so oh, it's thank you. Yeah, but it's so but here it's a perfect example. It's like you believe there's a belief in you or there was a belief in you or whatever that you need to straighten your hair so that you can not be the the one that doesn't have the straight hair, right? And so then you fit in and it's like what is and then what does that do? Like it takes away your shine. It takes yeah. away like what makes you different. And I think for so long we've we've had this like you said this fear of being like rejected from the village or whatever it is. Um, whatever our ancestral wound is around this, and there's many, I think, because I, I also I also liken it to being a witch. You know, it's like mm-hmm. she's weird. Actually, we looked up the definition of weird, and it doesn't mean strange. It actually means supernatural. <laughs> what? Yeah, that gave me goosebumps. Holy shit! Oh my yeah. god. Um, weird. What? Let me look. It this says up. something supernatural. That's what the definition of weird is. Suggesting something supernatural. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, which is really interesting. Um so so anyway, I do think it really is wrapped up in like that as well as like no one wants to be pointed out as like she's weird or like she's doing something weird because it means death. It means like, you know, everyone will be against you or like think that you're doing something wrong or something like that. And I really feel like this is something big that it seems so silly and so simple. It's just like, oh, like embracing being weird. But really it's so – I feel like it's such a big uh, wound that's being healed right now in our collective is like – because you know what You know what also inspired this conversation or this – like I made a post the other day that was like – I actually saw someone else posted it, but I remade the post because I loved it. It was like I'm actually way weirder than you think or something like that. <laughs> and I love that. I love that. Yeah, I love that because it's like acknowledging like, yeah, you probably already think I'm weird and I'm even weirder than that and I love it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And and the thing that inspired me to post that was I was watching an interview with um, Lizzo. You know Lizzo? She's – Yeah, I just looked her up today actually. I love her. I've been like really into her the past few weeks. I mean she's 
it makes sense because like her star is like really rising the past few weeks. Like she's blowing mm-hmm. up right now. But her message and the way she talks and the way she shines is like just so inspiring because she's like a big woman. She's um she's but she's like she's like the first woman to make herself like this superstar and treat herself in this way and like the, her whole interview was she was saying like I've always been a big girl but I always I always dreamed about like I've never seen anyone like me doing what I want to do like I've never seen any superstar up there like with my size with my shape with my skin color with my all this and I wanted to be that and she's like and I I was on every diet that I you know I've been on like my whole life I've been on every diet since I was like seven she's like and I finally made a decision like this is my body and I'm not going to um I'm I'm not going to spend my whole life like trying to be something that I'm not like I'm I'm not going to spend my life disliking it I'm going to love it every bit of it I'm going to love it every day and and I feel like um, – and she actually said – she was sharing an interview – she was sharing in this interview that when she was like 12 or something, maybe like a little older, that this – she said like a woman, like a mystic came up to her. Like I think she was saying What's like a, a psychic. Like a psychic. Oh, okay. Okay. A psychic came up to her basically and was like – she's like, you're going to try to lose weight, but it's not going to work because you're not supposed to lose weight. And she's like, what? And she's like, you're supposed to stay this weight. Because when you become famous in 10 years or 15 years, whatever it is, when you get older, you're going to become famous and you're going to help a lot of women understand like the power that they have because of who you are or something. Mm, and I she, love that. Yeah. And she said, she's like, and I never told anyone because this woman said, don't tell it, like don't talk about this. And she said it really freaked her out. But she's like, but now I could talk about it because it happened because every time I do my show, like women, you know, come to me and say whatever. And so she, it was just so inspiring. And I was like, wow, this is really happening. Like this is really happening. Like people are really embracing who they are and embracing their uniqueness. And it's like not going to stand for this, I don't know, this conformity or this and it's boring too it's yeah so boring it's like, really ugh. boring yeah like nobody why there's that quote why fit in when you were born to stand out yeah everybody can stand out we can all be uniquely individual i like it. and we need to support each other in doing that is the thing. yes because if yes. we want to feel safe in doing it then we need to put that out there we need to support other people that we see doing it so that um we create together that safe space. Like when we are supporting someone else who we see is breaking the mold, that is energetically creating the container and the space for us to emerge through that as well. And we're and it's and it's energetically saying like this is how it is now. This is what it is. Yeah. And I think it's yeah. And I think there's a lot of like you were talking about the witch trials and stuff, but I also think there's a lot of um, energetic ties to just the feminine energy, right? Mm -hmm. Did you know that women could not get their own credit cards without a husband's signature until 1975? No, that's wild. 1975. We weren't allowed to do that. That's crazy. Totally. 
Like, let's all think about that. And also, I just learned another fact um, that spousal rape was not actually a thing until 2010. Wow. That's wild. That kind I, I, I was about to say that kind of makes sense. It doesn't make sense. It, it makes sense to me for some reason that that would take so long to push through yeah. because yeah. It, it's like, but you're married. <laughs> like, yeah. like how, can was, your, how can your spouse rape you? Yeah, wait, wait. Like, I don't understand if, if you're yeah. like, and, but the thought is, is that if your spouse wants sex, you just do it. Right. But no, that's not like you're a person yeah. with things and thoughts. Yeah. That's why, yeah, and that's like I think that's and that just goes to like women and women's like feel you know I mean it actually just reminded me of like ways I, I remember <laughs> I actually remember uh, several months ago I was like really afraid of um, I don't I like felt like I was going to get pregnant Do you remember this? I like felt yeah. I was going to get pregnant and yeah. I was kind of freaking out about it. Even though I like want to have a baby, I was kind of freaking out. And you were like, why? Well, why? And I was like – and I like – I remember feeling like it was going to be my fault. And you were like, what do you mean? And I was – like we, we were talking about my partnership and you were like having – getting pregnant is like a two-way thing. And I remember <laughs> feeling like, no, it's going to be all my fault. And that was just something for some reason that was – in my head and in my heart and I had to kind of work through that. And now I I, la- I think about them like, what was I talking about? Like, what, what, what was that? But, you know, all of those emotions and sentiments are are part of of our suppression, you know, as women that, it, that are coming up to be examined and to be like, really? Is this for real? And, um, and you know, I, I do, as I see, who was I talking to about this? It was like, Oh, it was – oh, my God. It was at Burning Man. Me and my friend Sarah were, like, talking to our – because we were camping with our partners. And so it was, like, the four of us. And uh, I don't know how we got into this conversation, but we started talking about, like, female empowerment. And so all of a sudden, she and our uh, – me and her start going off and we're like, well, you just wait. <laughs> we're like, up to them. They're not doing anything. But we're like, you just wait till about 10 years or, like, five, 10 years from now just wait until every woman on this planet realizes how powerful she is. You just wait. And then you know what we're going to get? We're going to get pockets in our jeans. Yeah, yeah. That's what we're going to fucking get. Pockets in all of our damn All jeans. of our clothes. Yeah. Every single one of them. Yeah. My husband has pockets in his pajamas. Yeah. What do you need well, pockets We ain't got no pockets. Well, I don't have any pockets in my jeans. Yeah, like, what's yeah, this about? Yeah. My husband jokes around like, you guys can't – you can't handle the power because if you had yeah, pockets – The power of the pocket. Exactly. Like, you might take over the world if you had pockets. It's Seriously. not cool. Seriously. You need your brain to be distracted by holding shit. Yeah. And out how to carry your shit. We can't give you pockets. Seriously, it's like really interesting to think about something so small like that is like implies so much, you know? Yeah. But that's why you see women post on Facebook. It has pockets. Yeah. Because it's a fucking luxury. Yeah. You have pockets <laughs> in your clothes. Yeah, we love pockets. Oh my God, I have pockets in some of my dresses and it's like yes. the best thing ever. The best. Oh my God, I can put so much shit in there. Yeah. It's amazing. I love it. So I much love in it. there. But <laughs> But yeah, like just this, just do you guys have get this feeling like because I this is 
why I just shared that about us talking at Burning Man because um, it was – I really felt it. I was like, literally, just wait. Like, just wait until, like, women really get it that they're so powerful and that this has been an illusion this whole time. And it's starting to happen. But just wait. Like, just wait a few years. It's going to be lit. It's going to be lit and things are going to take get taken care of. Like once – so actually, here's another interesting, like, anecdote about that. We were at Burning Man and so everybody has, like – there's a everybody has a camp, right? So, like, I, my camp had, like, 120 people in it. It's called Intergalactic Sasquatch Village. There's – there's it's a lot of people. A ton of camps, though. A million camps are all named something weird and crazy. So each camp has a theme and a plan and a build out and everything. But it's up to the people who run the camp, who are just campers like us, to actually get it done. And, you know, like some of them want to party and some of them, you know what I mean? So it's like it's project management while you're the whole time you're a burning man. So I was saying to someone, one of the guys there, I was like, do you think that like, some camps just literally never get built. Like they get there and they get the spot and then they, they never get built. And one of the guys that was building our camp was like, oh, 100%. He was like, two years ago, um, I was a part of a camp. Or he was like, three years ago, I was a part of a camp um, that that's exactly what happened. We got there. Like they said like, all right, let's do it. And then it never got up. And then it was like the last day of camp and nothing had ever been put up. And he, I was like, Oh, yeah. He's like, yeah, it was like f- seven guys in that camp. And I was like, yeah. He's like, but then the next year, uh, a girl joined our camp. And he's like, and that shit got done. And <laughs> he was like, oh, she made sure it got done. They, she was like whipping those like boys. And she was like, no, no, like we're not going to be living here with n- with no arrangements. Like we're going to get this done. And I just like – I just laughed and I was like, that's awesome. Like that's so yeah. – not saying like I know if if my my partner for example like was had his own burning camp it would be done but it's just like it's just I love that like the the female energy of like I will not be living like this yes for I me. will not be living like this or this is this that will not happen me. this way yeah yeah that would exactly. be me um where the fuck is yeah. the cover I need a cover I need a bed yeah yeah let's hop exactly. two exactly let's hop two um. <laughs> I'll watch you guys do it. I'll supervise. Yep. <laughs> Project management. Yep. Um, all right. Well, on that note, let's thank our Patreons. Our Patreons. <sighs> Whitney Kanika, Tammy Lip, Sheena Bowen, Sean Doe, Shannon McCoy, Sarah Meehan, Sammy Jean, Renee Hart, Priscilla Marquez, Nicolette Pierce, Mimi Abnetter, Maribel Muncy. Mandy Ford, Lisa Perez, Kelly Ann Bates, Kasha Boshnevich, Jamie McMahon, Jamie Edwards, Jamie Purrington, Heather Kiefer, Grace, Dana McFadden, Cheyenne Carroll, Trump, City Foster Mama on Instagram, Karen Miranda, Bex Boo, Alex Latiri, Alex Anderson, Adonica Haskell, Alicia D'Amico, and Nike. Thank you. We Thank love you, you so much, everybody. Mm-hmm. And you know what might be fun? Why don't you guys post in the – I think I broke my pen. Why don't you guys post in the group – Something that you used to be really embarrassed about that made you weird and stand out, but now yeah. you embrace. Oh, I love that idea. Oh my God. Definitely post. Yeah. Like, and like hashtag it, like weird is wonderful or something. Oh, I love that. Weird is wonderful. Yeah. So post what makes you weird and then hashtag weird is wonderful. That's so fun. Yeah. That'll be great. Please do that. It. Um, 
Yeah, so only thing to announce is we have a couple of spots left for our Mystic Manor retreat with Brandon Beecham and the whole Positive Head crew in Venice Beach, December 2nd through December 8th. Um, we, we are opening it up to all of our listeners. Um, now it used to be exclusively for Patreons, but a few of you have taken uh, us up on that, and now we're opening it up to everybody. So um, let us know. This is going to be like literally the most special week ever. We are so excited about it. I have already been to the Mystic Manor, and I was only there for two hours, and I like never wanted to leave. So um, I'm we're- excited. Also, oh, being in Southern California in December, not a bad setup. Indeed, not bad at all. I used to live in LA and you can still go to the beach in the winter, which is wonderful. So um, yeah, so it's going to be really cool. Um, We're going to be able to bring in whatever everyone's wanting to do, including like past life regression stuff, hypnotherapy, um, emotional healing and processing, um, plant medicine even, all kinds of fun things. So um, that will be decided once we get there. Um, but yeah, if this is something that stands out to you, if this is something you're feeling, let us know. Um, Brandon is offering really amazing payment plans to anyone who wants to come. And then also the, the really exciting part of it is being a part of the live taping of, um, Optimistic, which is his new late night TV show, um, spiritual TV show. And he has like special guests come in uh, for that who like that'll be a surprise and then also musical guests coming in each taping so we'll all get to be a part of that and be on the show as well and be on the and be on the podcast so um, it's going to be really 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 awesome and we only have a couple spots left so if you are looking to do that reach out to us email us innerbloompodcast at gmail.com we would love to have you with us and what else anything else Andy? Um, yes, I would like to share my camera's moving really weird. So it looks really crazy to me. Um, but I would like to share that this Saturday, I will be doing a live event at Atlantic hey. Sotheby's again, it's going to be the last one for a while. Um, just because of traveling and winter time in um, Virginia Beach, we, we get snow. And anybody doesn't like that. So <laughs> So you just don't go out. Um, I just don't go out. I just stay just at home the whole it. time or go yeah. to Southern California. Either way, you know, whatever. But um, yeah, so it's Atlantic Sotheby's on the uh, this Saturday. Um, let me think here with my friend Francis Robbins. Um, Ooh, Francis. So, oh, Francis. So come hang out with me, get a reading, or just hang out. We have a lot of fun stuff. Um, so hope all of you have an amazing Monday. We love you so much. And next episode, we will be interviewing Nikola Tesla in the afterlife, which is very exciting. So a lot of you have sent in your questions already. But if you haven't, get them in because we're, we are recording uh, either Monday night, tonight, or Tuesday. So get them in if you haven't. We're excited. All right. Until next time, everyone, keep on blooming. We love you. Bye. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would give us a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to get in touch for a reading with Ambi, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, we would love to hear from each and every one of you. And you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast. Until next time, remember, open your heart to the seeds of love and light and bloom from within.